0: Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue.
1: Uh, Yes, it is good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. We are the Out of Bounds Show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Our guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. We have Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. Excited to have him on. We're going to talk a little uh, SEC coaching rankings. I've got my list here. It gets real weird after Kirby, though. I'm going to be honest. I mean, Tier 2 and Tier 3, um, it's just, you know, kind of what what you like. And, um, you know, Sark and where do you put him? And he had his one good year. I'm still not sold, but should he be in Tier 2? And then I've got Freeze and Kiffin. In Tier 3, along with Drink. And uh, I guess Stoops, although I think he's going to have a hard time with the uh, merging of the East and the West. Um, So this is going to be fun. We are the Out of Bounds Show. This interview is brought to you by the Armory on Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Guns, optics, suppressors, all at the Armory. Beautiful, beautiful shop. Very, very high end. Um, It was a bank. Uh, It's a white brick building in front of Kroger on uh, lake harbor it's called the armory for all your guns optics and suppressors you want to go to the armory on lake harbor in ridgeland we want to welcome in tom luganville fresh off a vacation all right tom luganville you told us that your wife was surprising you where did y'all end up going
0: so she surprised me with a seven-day caribbean cruise where we flew from Charlotte to San Juan, Puerto Rico uh, and got on the ship and went to Barbados, St. Thomas, St. Martin, Tortola, St. John's Cay. I don't know if I'm missing one. I think that's all of them before returning back to San Juan and uh, flying back on Sunday afternoon. So I found out about this like three days before we were going. I knew I was going on a trip because my birthday is kind of smack dab in the middle of bowl season and New Year's and the college football playoff. And I was turning 50 and she wanted to do something. And and I said, well, just plan something and, and you can tell me later. And so she got the idea to do this and then made sure I didn't find out about it. And so it was really a fantastic surprise. And We had an unbelievable time and it came at a perfect time for me because I'm kind of in between that phase of getting done with signing day, having a slight little break of downtime before the UFL starts. And so the timing of it couldn't have been more perfect and actually more needed. I I really needed to step away a little
1: bit. Okay. That sounds awesome. Uh, So I've, I've never been Wendy and I've never been cruise people, but this sounds pretty awesome. Um, hey, you know, it's something weird for me. What was? Did you enjoy it? Uh, did you like the the kind of crew going on the cruise, going on the boat, and I guess going on the islands and then coming back on the boat type deal? Is that the way it worked?
0: Absolutely loved it. Now, like you, you gotta. I mean, we were on a massive ship, and it was a state of the art ship through Nor- Norwegian uh, Cruise Lines, and it actually just launched in August of 2023, so it was practically brand new. Ah, so nice. everything. Yeah, everything on the boat was fantastic, amenities, all of those sorts of things. So your time spent on the boat was was absolutely fantastic. And then what we just did, we, we kind of like just to relax on on the beach. So what we did when we got to every single port, we figured out, okay, what, what is the most famous beach? Or what is supposed to be the most epic beach on this particular island? And if it had a tiki bar, a place to get a bite to eat, um, that's where we went. So every single stop, we did that. And then one other stop, we when we were on St. Martin, we went from the Dutch to the French side by a powerboat and went snorkeling, stopped off at a couple little dive bars off of the coast there. I mean, the water is crystal clear. I mean, it looks like it's coming out of your faucet. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So yeah, we didn't, we're not like major planners it was kind of like alright what do we want to do when we stop here I like so we that Google, yeah you know we google a couple of things come to a great well let's try this or let's try that and then um, and that's kind of how we played it so like every day was somewhat unplanned until we got off the boat and said okay let's google this oh hey, you know what they say this beach is supposed to be pretty awesome alright well how do we get there well we got to get ourselves either a water taxi or we got to get a, a ride and a whole nine yards and stuff it was great and I will say this my favorite of all of the islands was probably St. Martin on the Dutch side. That place is spectacular. Like, spectacular, want to move there and live there half the year. Spectacular. Wow.
1: Okay, St. Martin on the Dutch side. I'll have to make a note of that. Okay. Unbelievable. Well, I'm glad y'all had a great trip. I am. Sure did. That's good. Well, uh, we'll go from the um, islands to talking SEC coaching rankings. Are you ready?
0: Love it. I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm curious to see what your criteria is here as well, as I heard you coming on air from your break.
1: Okay, so here's where I am. Um, Here's something that I think, and this is unheard of in sports because none of us can agree on anything. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it makes it fun. Everybody debates this afternoon over a couple of beers in their neighborhood, who's the best, Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. Um, But I think the one thing that everybody can agree on right now with Saban – retiring is that Kirby's number one, right? I mean, boom, he's.
0: Yeah. how, How can, how can you not? Number one on the field, the production has been, uh, as advertised, if not exceeded expectations, certainly sooner than maybe people expected. It's been sustainable and Georgia right now in the college football landscape in the world that we're living in has arguably the most, if not in the top three to five most resources to sustain this, particularly in this this little area that we're in right now where there doesn't seem to be any foreseeable answers in the near future as to how everybody's gonna manage all of this thing. So what do you have to have to survive it? You gotta have finances. Right. You gotta have resources. And that's where they have big advantages right now.
1: Okay, so I have Kirby at one. Now tier two okay. gets real Murky. And that's where the beers start flowing because guys are going to start debating and disagreeing. <laughs> so
0: you, you have one coach in your tier one. Yes. Okay. Got it. All,
1: All right. right. Because here's the deal Kalen DeBoer, who I think is a rock star, but yeah. he's not Kirby. um Brian Kelly has played for a national championship. And I think he, whether people like him or not, and that's not what this is about. Personalities right, and all—I right, don't yeah. care, whatever. Yeah. He's a phenomenal coach. It's not easy to win at Notre Dame, but he won it like Ben, uh, Grand Valley State Tech, okay, all the way up. Yeah. Okay. National
0: championships, by
1: the way. Right. Okay, and yeah. then and then Sark, and this is where I struggle with Sark. He was in a super easy conference. Where he in Oklahoma, and he even out recruits Oklahoma, he was the number one recruiter. Now, he did make the college football playoff. I do have to give him some credit there, okay? Yeah. Um, But that's what's looking like tier two to me. Now, you can make a strong argument on what Freeze did at Ole Miss and Liberty is unbelievable. What Kiffin's done at Florida Atlantic and Ole Miss is unbelievable. The way drink is trending, I don't think it's sustainable, but more power to him. And Stoops, and I think Stoops is about to take a, a... I think the merging of the East and West is going to be more than extremely difficult for Stoops in Kentucky because as much as you and I've talked about him and I've talked about him to other people, and I recognize he has done some really good things at a basketball school, They've never got the they've never gotten the engine started on offense, and now with the divisions merging, it's about to catch up to him. But I also have to recognize he's done a good job, so that's where I am. Uh, I would argue he's done an exceptional job. I have to tell you about this game changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z Biotics. Let's face it: after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends, over cocktails, I gave it a shot, and believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash O-O-B to get 15% off your first order when you use O-O-B at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash O-O-B and use the code O-O-B at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
0: Like, I I would say exceptional Um, when you consider where that program was when he took it over and what it has developed into. Now, I would agree with you that what we are embarking on conference-wide is inherently going to create some challenges for them, right? I mean, I think we can all acknowledge that. Um, But I think what he's done has been nothing short of sensational. I really do, especially when it comes to program building.
1: Yes, yes. And so... And by the way, we've got some program builders in here um that we can talk about. But as far as tier 2, now shoot holes, agree, add, subtract here. I've got tier 2, I've got DeBoer. I got Brian Kelly. Okay.
0: <sighs> you wouldn't put you wouldn't put Stoops in there based off of what he's done?
1: No, That's I can't. Coaches? Because best here's coaches? the deal. I I recognize everything we just said, but the East has been um, there's such a gap between the the West and the East, and I live in the West, and I live around teams that are not the elite recruiters. So I think it's so much more difficult to win seven to nine games a year at Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Arkansas if they can do it. But the other two that I reference can't have proven they can, and and actually have won ten, and and Kiffin just won eleven, than winning. Uh, seven to ten in the East. I think the gap is is massive, Luke and Luke's. Okay. I do.
0: But does that change your opinion of him as a, an accomplished best coach? Because what we're talking about here is what you think are like. For example, like I agree with you on Brian Kelly. The guy has won everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, you got to put him in that that top tier. Kalen DeBoer has won everywhere. He's amazing. He's amazing, right? Sarge's done a remarkable job in a short period of time and, and, and may have turned the corner. I'm still nervous,
1: nervous there. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. And quite honestly, when you consider the losses that they have, especially along the defensive front, going into the SEC next year, I would feel much better about them had they had this year's roster going into next year's season. Because they're going to lose a lot of guys, SEC caliber, dominant players defensively up front as they enter the league. So I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm totally with you there. So, how much of this, in your opinion, is relative to where the coach is coaching at?
1: Oh, I, I think it is because I, I've lived it here with with Mullen and Freeze, and now uh, Kiffin and Leach for a for a short time. Um, I absolutely, and you know, I got to see what Jackie Sherrill did to a program that had never won. Um, and what Tuberville did to a program, Luke's, that was on massive probation. So those kind of reclamation projects, um, yeah. rebuilds are totally impressive to me. Um, so, you know, I, I think Texas was a little bit of a rebuild, but a lot of culture. I mean, they had talent, they had athletes. You just had to get, and Herman was 34 and 16. It's not like he was 20 and 25 at uh, Texas, so there's a little bit different deal there, but but my tier two is DeBoer, Kelly, and Sark, and, and I, I for me, it's not Stoops debating whether he's in the tier two. I have him at tier three, and we may disagree on that. To me, the tier two debate is Freeze and Kiffin. I've got him in tier three, but there's a strong argument for Freeze going back to back New Year's six bowls at Ole Miss and winning big at Liberty, and then Kiffin growing up and figuring it out and winning at Florida Atlantic and two big years at Ole Miss in in the cool. last four. That's where I am, but but I'm not. I don't know if I'm quite ready to put Kiffin and Freeze in tier two. But man, it's damn close.
0: If you're not putting Stoops, who's at Kentucky, and not smacked out in the middle of the South when it comes to access to players in the tier two, but you're thinking about putting the other two in there, I think all three of them need to go to tier three.
1: Okay, I can live with that. What about Drink? Yeah. Where, where would you? Would you? I mean, one super duper year this past year, they've obviously yeah. he's found eight, ten, twelve, fifteen dudes. I don't know. Yeah, it's usually not as many people as we think that are willing to pump money into. Which I would have never thought that Missouri. Would, would light the uh would strike the match and get the lighter fluid going and pump millions of dollars into their right. Nil and more power to them um and even yeah. more so I, I how about this I wouldn't have ever thought that Missouri would beat Auburn to to millions of dollars in their Nil fund now Auburn's getting their act together and I recognize that but I would I would not have had that on my bingo card Luke's and I would have lost money on that but yeah, more power to.
0: And I think that's one of the reasons why you got to respect the heck out of drink with. And I agree that it also may not be sustainable long-term. I still think that's the type of program where you're going to have to have some peaks and valleys. There are going to be years where maybe you're just built right and you, you win nine or you win 10. And then there's going to be years where you, you, you lose maybe some guys to the draft, you lose some guys to the transfer portal and you're a little bit more of a developmental program. So when that happens to you, it affects you differently than it affects Georgia, right? So you're going to maybe dip down to a 7-5 and in an 8-4. and four. But he is completely overachieved uh, in terms of the program as a whole, in my opinion, um, at, at Missouri. And so I think he deserves a lot of credit. If we were having this conversation five years from now and he had continued to do what he did last year, then you kind of have to consider where he's at and you'd have to put him in Tier 2.
1: Right. And here's another guy that, that's swimming around Tier 3. We're visiting with National College Football Analyst with ESPN, Tom Luganbill. He's on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, and the show is driven by your next Ford F-150 truck at Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Here's another guy that's swimming around Tier 3, in my opinion, Mike Elka, with what he did at Duke.
0: Luke's Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no question. And to be honest with you, you know, a lot of people, you know, that are involved in following the SEC, following Texas A&M, what have you. Had his Duke team that he had this past fall had the same luck with injuries that it had the year before, he might have had another nine, if not ten, win season. Like they were really good on defense. Quarterback obviously gets injured. They got banged up, got banged up a little in the offensive line. And so. He actually did as good a coaching job, in my opinion, this past fall as he did, you know, the year before. And so when you do that at Duke, um, I think he inherited some pretty good players. You know, the quarterback kind of fell into his lap. Sometimes you need that to happen to get off to a a good start and get off the mat. And that's kind of, you know, like we've talked about before, you know, luck is part of the equation. You can't discount it. And so... Uh, I, I think there's, there's, without a doubt, he's he's in the conversation, which is interesting to me because if you're going to say that, how would you categorize Brent
1: Venables? I can't have him in tier three, um, even with last year's performance. Um, I need to see more. It's kind of uh, incomplete. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I've got him. I've got him in tier four. But as far as Elko, if you and I were 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 having a cold beer this afternoon on on the back patio, and we said, "All right, let's put Elko in in tier three with Kiffin, and um, freeze and drink and stoops," I'm not going to be mad at it. I'm not going to be mad at it at all. Now, here's what also I'm debating real quick is who's going to be the who's going to jump up this year? Who's the see? It's to me it's it's between. Um, as far as teams that didn't do quite what we wanted them to, uh, it's going to be A&M because they now have a grown-up head coach. It's going to be Brian Kelly in or Brian Kelly in year three, or it's going to be Freeze in, in year two, in my opinion. Those are the three teams that could leapfrog two surprise teams in Ole Miss and Missouri or possibly Texas. Those three teams that are my kind of teams that could have a big year that didn't have a big year last year.
0: I, I completely agree uh, with you um, in, in, in every way, shape, and form. And, you know, it's interesting that in this conversation, we are, you know, talking about some what-ifs, okay, but then obviously some proof in the pudding, too, with, with guys that have, that have uh, sustained success long-term. And to have this conversation and not be discussing the current state of the Florida program and the schedule that they have coming up because I understand that Billy Napier is going to take a ton of heat, right? And Billy Napier, the, the scrutiny is going to be at an all-time high. I don't know if you put De DeBoer, if you took Brian Kelly, if you took uh, Lane and you gave them Florida's personnel right now and Florida's schedule, what would we expect of them?
1: It would still be extremely difficult, even though those are phenomenal coaches you just referenced. Um, I
0: I agree with you. It would be so difficult because at the end of the day, it's players versus plays. Right. right? And then when you add the schedule into it, I mean, what what the conference did to Florida, I mean, I, I don't know if it matters who's the coach of Florida right now with that schedule.
1: uh, Yeah, it's not awesome. Uh, I think Billy Napier is a heck of a coach. Something's in the water down there. I don't think it's Scott Strickland. I don't think it's Billy Napier. Post-Urban Meyer, they have not been able to get it right. And uh, I think they're torn academically, research, what you have to do in recruiting. Um, uh, They're a top five public institution uh, and so I don't, I don't know. I mean, they they can be a monster again in like five minutes, Luke's. Yeah. I think, I think they can because of what Spurrier and Urban did. But you're right; that schedule is nasty. I know you know all about the the quarterback that they signed, but well, yeah. what's realistic in in exactly. year one? I mean, the kid may be great eighteen to twenty four months from now. But what what's realistic on all that and and so on so i don't no i don't I, Napier is kind of an incomplete unknown I, I don't know what's going to happen because Strickland made the right hire with Dan and Dan beat Kirby in year two, went to two yeah. New year six beat Harbaugh, and something really weird went down, yeah. and I can't put Marco my finger Wilson's on it too go ahead
0: Marco Wilson throwing a shoe.
1: Right, and then they couldn't win a football game.
0: Do, do you do you know where they were ranked when he threw that shoot? Like fifth. I think sixth. Okay. <laughs> How crazy, right? I mean, it's just nuts. Uh,
1: I don't. I can't explain it. I, I don't. <laughs> and, and you know, nil wise, they've they've kind of the whole quarterback thing. That what whatever his name is, it went to Arizona State. Um, so. I don't know what to do with Florida, but here are the three teams that that could leapfrog some of the teams outside of Georgia and maybe even Bama. It's A&M, LSU, and I never count Hugh Freeze out, Tom Luganville.
0: Uh, A&M, LSU. Let's see. I, I Let me tell you something. I think Blake Baker's a great hire at LSU on defense. Really, really good hire. Garrett Nutzmeyer is a dude, and I commend him for biding his time, being patient, seeing the bigger picture, seeing the long view. LSU's got a chance to, I think, really rebound and be pretty good. Yes. Um, I, I don't disagree on those, on those three teams. You know, the conversation that I don't think enough people are having is what is the realistic level of expectation? that will satisfy Alabama fans at the end of next fall.
1: Well, we've only got a minute. We're going to pick this up next week. Here's here's the deal. With the 12-team playoff, Mm -hmm. it's good timing for DeBoer because they are going to be light years better on offense. And uh, they're going to be able to find a slot, even if they stumble a little bit, because they could lose to Georgia in September. So what? I mean, that doesn't mean they're bad. Um, Yeah, no, Exactly. They're still going to find a spot, ninth through twelfth. Worst case scenario in the college football playoff, Luke's. You know, so or even if they don't get a bye and they come in at fifth, but they get a home game December twentieth. Watch out with Deboer and Bama is the way I look at it. Right before,
0: yeah. But the question is though, with that fan base
1: who has become
0: so spoiled, is that going to be good enough? And that's the difficult part of taking that job at this time if
1: you're the board, No question. Now that was fun. Glad you had a great trip down to the islands. We'll pick this up uh, next week. Thanks buddy. Sounds good buddy. Alright, see ya. Tom Luganbill with ESPN. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. I want to say good morning. Welcome in. Hope you're doing well. We're loaded up with guests today. We have Mike Natillier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans at 8.30 and NFL Insider Mike Florio We'll stop by at 9.30. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. The show is brought to you by The Armory, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, in front of Kroger. That's the place to go for uh, firearms, guns, optics, suppressors. Beautiful, beautiful building right in front of Kroger on Lake Harbor. The Armory. In Ridgeland.